Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Let's just say amen again. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? I'm going to preach a two-part series uh, that really needs to be preached in the times in which we live. If there's ever time the gospel needs to go forth, it's right now. And woe be unto preachers who fail or who are remiss when it comes to the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. All with a Bible. Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. The Word of God reads... These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. From this passage of scripture, we want to preach what to do when trials come my way. What to do when trials come my way? All of us sooner or later will come face to face with calamities, afflictions, and difficulties in life. It is impossible to live in this world and not go through suffering, to not go through pain, to not go through hardships. And as we look around us in every direction, we see disaster, we see devastation, as well as destruction. For example, we've had in the last, in this decade, with the last decade of the 9-11 terrorist attack where 3,000 lives were lost at a moment's notice and the constant threat of terrorism. We've had the devastating earthquakes and we've had pandemic diseases. We've had and are still having the raging floods, homes being flooded, farmlands being flooded, businesses being flooded. We can't begin to imagine having children and spouses sucked out of our arms, sucked out of their cars as they walk through the ravages and ruins 
of that which was once called home. And just in case you are out of touch with what's going on in this world, this message is designed to prepare us for our own crisis that are sure to come. In this particular passage, the words of our Savior comes in the closing days of his life. Jesus is now in the upper room where he speaks words of comfort, words of encouragement, words of assurance, and words of hope. Preparing his disciples for his soon departure and the tribulation and persecution his disciples will soon encounter after he will have departed for the sake of the gospel of the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So just what do we do when trials come? How many of you have been through crisis before? How many of you are currently in a crisis? That's right. And, and, you, and just keep living because, and be alert because there's one on the way. <laughs> So what just do we, what do we do? Jesus found himself in a crisis. In John 17, he, he speaks to the Father and engaging in intimate prayer, saying his hour had come. And now he's preparing the disciples prior to his departure. And he's preparing them for imminent persecution, trials, hardships, and pain. What do we do? Just what do we do when trials come our way? Number one, the only way to have peace in times of trouble is to cling to, to hold on, to hold fast, and treasure the word of God. I'm giving you a prescription that you're going to need, and if you take this prescription and you abide thereby, you will find yourself not being taken under, but you will find yourself being an overcomer. The only way to have peace in times of trouble, trials, and tribulation is to cling to, hold fast, and treasure the word of God. I love what it says in Psalms 119, verses 71 and 72, as well as verse 92. It says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. What an astounding statement. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Do you not know that in the midst of crisis, God can work it to his glory and your good? Now, who, now who, who in here have said recently when you went, when you've gone through something, it's good to me that I'm going through this trial? That I'm going through this crisis. Oh, this is good. You say, oh, you're a lunatic, crazy or what? But here's the scripture. Here's the psalmist. And here he is saying, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I may learn your statutes. Wow. In other words, those scriptures I've memorized. What my mama taught me, my daddy taught me. The Sunday school teacher taught me. The missionary taught me. The preacher taught me. I, I learned your statutes, and all of a sudden the, wor the word begins to remind me and becomes a source of comfort and strengthens and emboldens me. 
Verse 72, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. In other words, I'm going to say something that you haven't heard lately. The word of God is more valuable than money. That's right. There's some things money can't get you out of. There's certain things that you can't buy your way out of. But all oh, the word of God comes more valuable than money, more valuable, more valuable than, than, than anything you can ever have when you're going through crises. And verse 92 says, unless your law had been my delight. You know, if I had not been rejoicing in you, in your word, I would then have perished in my affliction. Do you realize it's the word of God that keeps you in times of trouble? He said, if, it, if the word of God had not been my joy, if the word of God had not been my joy, my hope, whatever I'm going through would have taken me right on out of here. Be it known to you today that it is the word of God alone that strengthens you in time of crisis. It is the word of God alone that encourages you in time of crisis. It is the absolute word of God alone that sustains us in the midst of our trials. Then I have to say, we have peace in Christ. He says, look, 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 he says, we have peace in Christ. Listen, we have peace in Christ because in him, every resource we need is in him. In other words, he is sufficient. That's right. You don't have to run to psychics. You don't have to run to, to some future teller, some crystal ball or some Ouija board or you don't have to read signs and astrologies and all of this stuff. You go to the word of God and in it is it's resourceful for everything that you will encounter in life's journey. John 16, write in the text, it says these things, say these things, anything that happened to you, these things, whatever it is, things I have spoken to you that look, I underline. In me. Under, don't be afraid to write the Bible. Don't be afraid to underline. Say in me. That's what was in Christ. You may have peace. In other words, peace does not come through people. People does not come through frequenting certain places. It does not come through alcohol. It doesn't come through drugs. It doesn't come through fashion. It doesn't come through money. Apart from Christ, there is no peace. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. And the reason people are, are falling and uh, falling prey to the to crisis and trouble is because they're looking for peace in the wrong places. So all that was number one. The only way to have peace in times of trouble is to cling to, hold fast, and treasure the word of God. Secondly, Jesus himself tells us to expect trials. 
Uh, that's right. He, he, he wants us to what? Expect trials. That's right. To, ex- to expect it. Uh, as we already know, calamities and hardships don't give you a notice. It doesn't knock on your door and say, tomorrow I'll be here at 345. And, and they often come at a time we least expect. And, and no one is exempt from trouble. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. Doesn't matter where you live, you can move from Texas to Alabama to California to Alaska to good old Hawaii. You can move to Switzerland, you can move to wherever you want to move. Trouble is there. That's right. Doesn't care where you live, doesn't care about your accomplishments. Trouble knows where to find you. And therefore, in the text, it says, uh, John 16 33b. In the world, you will have tribulation. That's Jesus talking. He says you will have it. So since he says you will have it, then we must what? Expect it. Ex- anticipate it. I got something I want to say based on that. The deeper I walk with God, the better we'll be able to handle trials when they come our way. The deeper I walk with God, the better we'll be able to handle trials when they come their way. That's why you don't need you. That's why you don't need to be shallow, a surface in your walk with God. You need a depth of walk. You need substance in your walk. You, you don't need to be tiptoeing around the tulips in life. You need a deep abiding walk in Christ. So when the calamities of life intrudes our lives, we'll find once they've come and gone, we'll, uh, ourselves still standing. Another thing I like to say in relation, as it relates to this, when you have a spiritual perspective in times of trouble, you will not become angry at God and sin with your lips. And that's a big one. I hope you hear. When you have a spiritual perspective in times of trouble, you will not become angry at God and sin with your lips. So many folks say, oh, Lord, oh, why me? And God says, shut up. Why not? Why not? Who are you to think that you are exempt? I told you I'd be with you. And so, and so, so, so you can sin with you. Get, that people that get angry at God, mad at God, walk away from the church, walk away from, they become apostates simply because things happen that they don't understand. Or there's death and destruction and tornadoes and crises and sickness and disease and cancer. The list just goes on and on. Divorce and all of these things on and on and on. And the worst thing you can do is get mad at God and start sinning and whining and complaining with your lips. Your lips can get you in trouble with God. You can lose your testimony through your lips. You think I'm lying? Look at Job chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. Job 2, 9 and 10, it says, Then his wife, this is Mrs. Job, said to him, a hubby Job, they've lost everything, cattle, livestock, children, house, property, possession. He lost everything but his woman, his wife, Whose lip sins against God. The only thing he has left. Talk foolishly. He says then, then Mrs. Job said to him. 
do you still hold fast to your integrity? In other words, man, are you crazy? We don't have nothing but each other. Curse God and die. Let me tell you something. Let me stop right now. Be careful where you get your counsel when you're in trouble. Where you get your counsel when you are in trouble. There's a time when you should listen to your husband. There's a time you shouldn't listen to your husband. There's a time you should listen to your wife. And there's a time you say, yeah, I'm going to say it right. There's a time you shouldn't listen to your wife. If it's not in a line and in accord with God's holy writ, listen, you put the word of God over the words of your mama, over the words of your best friend, over the word of your husband, or the words of your third cousin, your homeboy, your sorrow, and your frat brother. Curse God and die! But Job said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. You know, take the ish off and you got what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. Woman, you talking like a fool. Shall we indeed? Now, underline this. Oh, you need to underline this. This is profound what he says. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall not accept adversity. What a profound statement he makes. Listen, you ought to live by that verse, and you ought, we, that's a verse you ought to put to heart. That is, listen, that will help you in life's journey. What a question he poses to foolish Mrs. Job. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall not accept adversity? Shall we accept the rain and not the storms? Huh? Shall we always accept joy and not sadness? In all these, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Let me ask you a question. How's your lips when trouble comes? coming out your mouth is it is it kingdom good or is it no good is it of God or is it of the devil is it from the enemy or is it in the power of the Holy Spirit so all I'm saying to you is that you had better be careful what you say with your mouth and not sin with your lips number three What to do when trials come my way? Refuse to allow your heart to become paralyzed by fear. Refuse to allow your heart to become paralyzed by fear. John 14, 27 is a wonderful uh, verse we can reference now. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace. That's right. He didn't say government peace. He didn't say peace from counselors and psychologists he said my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid listen if you keep your eyes on all the stuff that's going around you can lose your peace and I want to tell you something one cannot have 
peace living in bad news. And that's the problem. Y'all reading all this stuff that can't give you peace. You read all these books that have that, 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 that these books that have no eternal significance and wonder why you don't have peace. He says, you know, in other words, one cannot have peace living in bad news. Therefore, guard against overexposure to bad news, overexposure to the media. Once you've seen the news, then move on and start feeding on good news, which is the word of God. If, if, if many of y'all read the good news from the Bible uh, as much as you read the bad news, you'd be in pretty good shape by now. For 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If, uh, fear makes you unstable. You don't, you're not sound in your mind. You're not sound in your thinking. You're wishy-washy. The reason God instructs us not to fear is because it brings on worry. Fear brings on insomnia, the inability to sleep. It brings on sickness in your body. It brings on depression. It causes us to become reactionary. It it causes us to be agitated and hard to get along with and downright angry with God and others whom we love. And God says, for that reason, don't you Fear. My job as your under shepherd is to keep your focus straight so that you won't lose heart. There's a lot of things going on in this world. It's a lot of things going on in this city. It's a lot of things going on in this nation from the White House all the way down. And if you allow yourself to get caught up in politics and caught up in CNN and caught up in Fox and caught up in CNBC and ABC and DDD and QPT, <laughs> you will begin to tremble in your very shoes. Number four, it doesn't matter how bad things get. Have y'all had, have y'all, any of y'all had bad times? Troubling times? Doesn't matter how bad things get, don't refuse to, listen, refuse to stop living, stay the course, and press on. Care how bad things get. Uh, Don't, don't stop living. Refuse to stop living. Life goes on. Even in our losses, life goes on. Even when things go well, life goes on. Don't stop living. Don't stop living. Say don't. Stop living. Stay the course and press on. That's right. What we want to do, first thing they do, start going through things. I'm going to stay home. This happened to me. Uh, Where is God? God has always ways been. He's on the throne. <laughs> Amen. God's not lost. You've just lost your perspective. I got to find God. You don't have to find God. God's always ways always been. That's right. <laughs> you need to rediscover your perspective. That's right. You lost. He's not lost. He's, God doesn't need a compass. Oh, God help me preach this message. It doesn't matter how bad things get. Refuse. Listen, don't refuse to to, to stop living. Refuse to stop living. Stay the course and press on. Philippians 3, 14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. Press toward the goal. Press on. 
You don't stay home because you're mad. You don't stay home because you don't understand. You don't stay home because of betrayal. You don't stay home because you've been divorced. You don't stay home because uh, you flunked the course. You don't stay home because of your pride. You need the body of Christ and Satan's going to do everything he can to disconnect you so he can wipe you out. He loves it when you decide not to stay connected with the church because you are primed so much then for him to put the fatal blow into your life. He said, I got you. That's right. Stay away. Stay away. Don't go. Don't go. You're not going to hear nothing. And you just believe that lie. Stay home and get wiped out. Number five, we must realize the Lord doesn't abandon us when we need him most. He doesn't abandon us when we need him most. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8. Deuteronomy 31 8 says, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be afraid. The Lord is with you. It's only when you forget that the Lord is with you that you begin to tremble in your shoes. Realize the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you. He's an ever-present help in the time of storm. Number six, Listen, we will not be so consumed with our own personal crises if we begin to serve others. You're not, your crises, your trials, your tribulations, your hurts, your fears will not overtake you when you begin to serve others. You know those disasters around those tornadoes? There were, there were folk whose houses were torn down, torn down uh, blown away. But when they found out their family was all right, you know what they did? They tried to find others who were under rubble and tried to dig other people out, even though they themselves had nowhere to live. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.